Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Real quick, uh, I wanted to just bring this up real fast about Bob Gore. Bob Gore has been a, a stout supporter of my work, and you probably know his name because Me he's too. been a stouter, stout uh, supporter of your work too. He's got a raffle going on for $10. You can hit him up uh, on Instagram. I don't know his feed, Brian, if you can pull up. I know he changed it to Metal, uh, Metal Storm Forge, I think. Metal Storm Forge. And Bob is a one of those guys that supports everybody on socials, and it's your time to step up now and support him. Yeah. He's got an unlimited raffle for 10 bucks. You can buy in his first knife. He needs the support. Get out there and support Bob Gore. And I like to call him 10-4 Bob Gore. Hardcore I mean, Bob Gore. That's hardcore it. Hardcore Bob Gore. You've talked to Bob on the phone before, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but, I've, yeah, no, I've talked to Bob quite a few times on the phone. We've had hour-long conversations. He is actually he has recorded a YouTube video on making his very first knife. And when I was first talking to him about this thing, I was telling him, dude, make a couple knives. Make sure you're making pretty shit before you try to show it off. I was so freaking wrong because this first knife, it's San Mai. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, he made it himself. It's his first ever knife. I'm telling you, sometimes you go to like some of these Facebook groups and, you know, people put up their first knife and then some people put up like, this is my first knife. And you can tell it's very much not their bullshitting. I this is one that if I saw this is my first knife Dude. I would call bullshit, but I know that it's actually Bob Gore's first ever freaking knife. It is Bob, fantastic. Bob fooled so many people in the knife groups with that knife on Facebook. Like I'm oh, in yeah. all these groups, okay, and everybody was calling bullshit on his knife. Yeah, everybody was, and like guys like me and Dennis Tyrell and people that were by his side during this build. You know, we stepped in and we spoke out. It's like, no, nah, dude, Bob really made this as his first knife like yeah grow up guys stop being jealous fucking like i called out a bunch of guys like and uh it, he really made it and i'm anxious to see what he's gonna do for a second knife yeah so, so you can support him you can go um follow him on instagram as it's metal storm, metal storm all, un, all under, under yep yep all one word metal storm underscore forge, forge. he has 609 followers even if you don't buy into the raffle, go follow Bob. He's an amazing maker and guy. He's just one of those dudes that's like positive all the time. And for 10 bucks, you can buy into his raffle. It's worth it to invest yeah. in Bob because he invests in all of us. So go yeah. check it out. I was in the shower this morning scrubbing away with my this beautiful block of soap made by a company called Irish Spring. I'm in the shower. <laughs> now picture this, my furry body. No. Covered in, I don't want to picture it, Brian. <laughs> Hold on, I don't want to picture it. Covered, I'm looking suds. at something else right now. Covered in Irish Spring suds. I'm I'm showering away. I'm whistling as I work, and I I I have to breathe in a little bit, like I'm going to sneeze, and I suck a bubble up into my nose because <laughs> I'm washing my face. Have you ever experienced a bubble of soap up inside of your nose? It's awful. It's like it's like somebody poking at the inside of your brain with like a 
chemical, like, like when they tested you for COVID the first time, like they shoved that thing way up in there and I'm like, Oh my God, this is hurting so much. And then it was gone. Boom. This too shall pass. I sneezed it out. I blew it out all over the place. I had bubbles coming out everywhere. Every orifice of my body bubbles were coming out, guys. It was awful. Ugh. It was awful. And then I started to think, holy shit, I got to get on the I got to get on the podcast this morning. How am I going to record a podcast? And at the same time, I started thinking, all I've got to do is get myself in the right mindset. I've got to work myself up. I got to I got to take that soap bubble. I got to shove it down deep down. I got to suck it up. I got to callous the mind and I've got to work for it this morning. Today is the day that I defeated the Irish Spring soap bubble. And you are listening to the Work For Podcast. Let's go, Brian. Let's do it, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm shot, shot out of a cannon. 100% full bore. We are doing it today because... At this moment that you're listening to my sweet, sultry voice coming into your ear holes, I am on an airplane flying to Albany, New York, driving one hour south to East Durham, New York, to hang out with all of my best, bestest friends in the maker community. We're all going to get together. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now. That is why we are the best damn podcast that's knife-related out here. <laughs> All I'm saying, who else is giving you that kind of a welcome to the podcast? <laughs> Come I, on. Now. I want to give you Come a quick on. story about Irish Spring Soap. So I am real quick. <laughs> this is this is something that uh, – have you ever heard the term, the, you know, the olfactory, right? That's the thing that, uh, that triggers smells, right? So you smell something, and there's an olfactory yeah. gland or something in your brain that – Sure. That can flood back memory from a smell. Have you ever experienced this? Like you smell okay. a cologne or you smell like a perfume and you go, holy shit, that smells like grandma. Or holy shit, that's the worst smell I've ever smelled. I remember what happened that day. Um, sure. I'm walking. Dexter and I go every every third Sunday of the month, we do this thing called Cars and Coffee, where it's just like a whole bunch of cool cars park in this big parking lot. And we walk around and look at cars. Dexter loves that. So um, I'm walking behind this big guy. He's like a big, huge guy, uh, like Jason Momoa type dude. And he smells like Irish Spring soap. And I haven't smelled that soap okay. in 20 years. I mean, like who buys Irish Spring soap anymore, right? Like it's like, I, and it's such a distinct scent. You cannot mistake it mm-hmm. for anything else. It reminds me of my grandparents' house. There you go. Somebody <laughs> used it in your house. Yeah. Now my father used it. So that's, yep. and he probably still does. I don't know. I, I Maybe not. So anyway, I have, we go to Cars and Coffee, we do our thing, we, I have to run, it's Sarah's birthday weekend, so last weekend, so we decided to cook her steaks, she loves that, I'm like, I gotta run to the grocery store, grab some steaks. I'm walking through the grocery store, no joke, there's an end cap, an end cap with a case of freaking Irish Spring soap for <laughs> sale, on sale, like, like discounted, nice. I'm like, look, this is kismet. I can't. I can't not buy this box of soap, right? Grab. I grab it. <laughs> I, I and I'm and like the whole drive home, I'm smelling Irish Spring in the car. Now I'm like fired up. I'm like, okay. It, it, it brings me back to the younger years, you know, the, these times. And then that that next morning, I work out. I get in the shower. I'm scrubbing down with Irish Spring, and I'm like, this is my soap. 
This is it. I'm using it. I've turned into my father. You made the switch. Turning into my father. I thought you were going to tell us that as soon as you got home with that soap, you ran out of the car naked straight to the shower to fucking get your suds on, you know? Well, I kind of wanted to because I'm like, man, it just makes. I don't know if you guys remember the commercial where the guy, like the Irishman, takes the knife and he he slices a sliver of the soap off. And he's like standing in like the. Irish, you know, like a fake version of the Irish hills, foothills with like leprechauns and shit running around. <laughs> it, It's ridiculous, right? That all that stuff came flooding back because I walked next to a guy that smelled like Irish Spring. But anyways. Now, what I need now is for you to remake that commercial. Just you as I'll make the, one just for you, one. Brian. <laughs> How about that? I'll, there it is. I'll make a commercial. We, we actually talked about this using one of Brent's knives knives and we were gonna have him shave off like some of the soap and like do a whole thing and i'll dress up like a leprechaun we'll have a pot of gold we'll do the whole thing the pot of gold say work for it on it. it'll it be fantastic yeah now that's actually a really big thing on tiktok where they slice up the soaps and then like just for whatever reason they they do like dices of the soap and People yeah, like that, that for cold some reason. It's like one of those ASMR yeah. things. Oh, oh yeah, ASMR. Yeah, it's a big deal. The you know that yeah. Squatch soap that gets advertised all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that so I'm in a group of like um, successful ecom folks, and the owner of that company is also in the same group, so that we all like talk about like different marketing strategies or whatever. That company sure. is now doing three billion in revenue. Jeez. Yo, for Squatch, Squatch soap? soap, three billion in revenue. Jesus, why am I making knives? Well, it's funny because <laughs> I used to make soap, and I used to make soap that looked just like that. Like that was like my, you yeah, know, handmade soaps. It's the same and, recipe pretty much for all those handmade cold soaps and all that yep. jazz. Like it's the same thing. It's all the same shit. Yeah, it's all marketing. This is the argument for you can literally sell anything and be successful at anything, especially in the beautiful fertile ground that is the united states market we have all these people are complaining oh you know the algorithm's beating me down i can't get anybody to look at my stuff and this and that you got to kind of look at it a different way and granted those guys ramped up over a course of years you know they're they didn't do three billion in the first year i mean gosh they probably didn't even do a million in sales the first year but if you look at where you got to go and you set that goal, it's easy to achieve, you know, just set yourself a sales goal every month. I want to hit this number. You would be surprised at the things you're capable of doing. You know, um, we do that here. It's like, I have a number I want to hit. And and if I don't hit it and we hit like the last five days of the month, I'm like, you know what? Everybody stop what you're doing. We're focusing on this. We're going to shoot some reels. We're going to get people excited. We're going to do some email campaigns, whatever it is, because I want to hit that number. And then everybody's like, oh, it's just an arbitrary number, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it isn't, though. It's a it's proof of concept for me. I want to hit that number. Well, what it what it really seems like is it's it's that little kick in the ass that you need at the end of the month to do something. That, and I think if you don't have that, it's easy to get complacent. Because you're like, oh, I'm paying the bills. Everything's status quo. It's, you know, it's fine. If you don't set goals, even for the smallest of things, you know, losing a little bit mm-hmm. of weight, exercising every day, changing one meal a day, stuff like that. These little tiny wins add up to big changes in your life. And that's what I think I love about that story. I actually watched this 
I got sucked into this Noah Jacobs on YouTube. He his shtick on YouTube is this. He finds millionaires and billionaires and does interviews with them on YouTube. And do you guys know, have you ever heard of Paul Mitchell hair products? Yep. Yeah, like they've been around since the 80s. So the same guy that started Paul Mitchell hair products also started Patron Tequila. Okay, so it's the same guy. He just sold Patron Tequila for $5.1 billion. Jesus. So, but the... that's only a little bit bigger than Squatch. Well, so. he said, "Yeah, he sold the whole thing for that." But, <laughs> but here's the thing about uh, what we're seeing now. So, when you hear, you should listen to this guy's story. By the way, he was selling hair products out of the trunk of his car, and he was driving around to all the hair salons, and he was just convincing the people who were cutting and doing hair to buy his conditioner and shampoo. And he was literally mm. boots on the ground. That's how he built Paul Mitchell Hair Products, which is now that's also a billion dollar company. Yeah, well, just and, a lot of guys out there like that too, you know, working out of closets and trunks, and and they became self-made millionaires and then billionaires. It's well, like, there's story, a way to do it. There's a way to do it. His story was when he started that company, he borrowed three hundred dollars from his mother, and he was living in his car. Hmm. So that wow. so that tell me something. If a guy like that can pull himself out and dig himself out with 300 bucks in his pocket and living in his Toyota Corolla, you can also do this and you can make a really decent living and it's really not that hard. You start a side hustle, you push, you sell, you focus, you get a little smart and creative with your marketing, which by the way, social media, 100% free, all it costs is Mm -hmm. your time and you get out there and you push. Brian and Pickle... So you're listening to myself. I'm Brian House. I'm self-made. We've got Brian Cohn. A couple years ago, he quit his job and went full-time. Pickle, you've been full-time since oh, yeah. I've known you. And since COVID, really, you yep. decided you wanted to jump in. The reason why all three of us are on. So I'm going to make an announcement real quick because people are asking, and I'm going to just tell this story right now. Nick Tobin, who is, you know, as Pickle Cutters on Instagram and and uh, Facebook, he's been a friend of mine since the beginning. We have a long history together. We started, basically started our rise up together in the in the very early stages. Like I was maybe a, a year or so ahead of you, Nick. But, yeah. Um, and we became internet friends that ultimately became close friends, personal friends. We spend time together. He comes and flies down to Florida a few times a year. He hangs out in my house. We, we work together. We do all kinds of things together. When we had an opening on the show, we, we made some changes to the sh- this podcast. And, you know, Nick, I said to Brian, I don't want anybody else. I think we just, me and you should just do the show. And then of course there's logistical problems with that. Cause we can't always be on the show together. You know, like I'm leaving to go to maker right. camp. I'm going to miss next week. And you know, we need a third person. So, um, Nick is, I have always wondered if Nick would come on the show and, and fill in at least, but be, or eventually become a permanent part. But Nick is such a free spirit. It's hard to tie him down. Well, you guys kind of right. brought it up to me like, hey, let's try this. And we decided to go for it. And so you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Nick Tobin, Pickle Cutters, is joining us full time on the show. He's going to be here every week that he can can be. And I the reason why I love that the fact that he's going to be on the show is he represents, number one, one of my, my second favorite country in the world, and that's Canada. Okay. <laughs> 
and he might want to rethink that over, bud. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's not my favorite country anymore. So, (laughs) (laughs) and also he's really close with one of our sponsors, which is Lawrence Lake from Maritime Knife Supply. So you you can see how the and we're we're climb we're rising together in this tide. And it's just feels good to have you on the show, Nick, and to have you here because I know so there's a few people in this world that I know always have my back. Always. Always, always. I could I could freaking ask pretty much ever, anything. You've heard that old phrase, a good friend will help you move. An even better friend yeah. will help you move a body. <laughs> and I guarantee who, who are we you, moving, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me when and where. We we will we will we will move bodies together, and yes. I know this. So anyway, welcome to the show, Nick. We appreciate you, buddy, and love having you on. And um, in true Nick fashion, on day one of him being on the podcast, he's like, "Sorry to do this on day one, but I'm going to have to move the time of the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, fortunately, that all worked out like it was should have like I shouldn't have even said anything yesterday because that was just miscommunication and it ended up not being here. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about any. I, of that I heard I, in your text messages, I heard the frantic like, oh, fucking I can't believe this oh, is dude, happening. I totally get dude. I was raging. <laughs> I was but flipping. We, I was like, what we the got fuck? a time constraint because I, too, have a bunch going on today because I got to get on an airplane tomorrow morning at like 4 a.m. So, like, I'm just slammed for time. So, anyway, we made it happen. So, this is mm-hmm. this is the work we're doing today. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us, Nick. And, I appreciate uh, the opportunity, guys. Seriously, like, it hadn't crossed my mind at all. And then when I was on the show last week and then people fucking commenting and hit me up in my dm saying how they enjoyed the show people looking for the information in the after show and i obviously didn't give that out even though i told everybody i'm open you know and i give my secrets away but you have to pay for them sometimes and uh yeah then i was like you know what? i think i might want to be part of this show and this you know i'm already part of that circle if you want to say uh we already know each other pretty comfortable with each other as well too so it's like I wouldn't see why I wouldn't give this a shot. And I understand the free spirit thing, like you mentioned earlier, but you know, this is on a Wednesday morning. Uh, I won't be snowboarding on Wednesday morning, so we're good. You know, I'll be here every Wednesday morning for you guys. We don't have to worry about that. Couple don't of things. Pull no, don't pull no shit on me like, hey, we're recording uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock in the you'll afternoon nev- this week. You'll never have there. that. You'll never have that. We always record 8 a.m. Wednesday mornings. It's just like the like clockwork. We do it every morning. couple things here. about Nick. If you can imagine, if you've never seen what Nick looks like, just imagine him as like a big furry Muppet when he's talking. Brian, hear me out for <laughs> Don't you don't you think he would be a fantastic Muppet voice? Honest to God, I've always thought of him as right, (laughs) playing the drums. You know, it's it's funny because I did have a a hat, and it was a Muppet. It was a Muppet's hat, and it was Animal. And it had like that, yeah. And oh, it was no like shit. a wild, like graffiti style hat. And underneath the brim, it had animal and like old English letters. And I had that folded right up, like flat. And it was just hilarious. It was like a big cartoon hat on me. Like I can't get the image out of my head now. 
No, and, dude, it was, it was great. I'm sure I can uh, find a picture somewhere. I'll yeah. definitely find a picture, yeah. And also, Sarah said it best. She's like, his voice is like a gravel driveway. <laughs> mm. And I, and my voice is kind of like that, too, you know? It's so, because I used to eat dirt when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's all those freaking pickles, man. You burned your vocal cords with all right, that vinegar. All that vinegar, right? So anyways, all right, well, listen, um, no pressure, but you have to be extremely interesting every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m., and if you're not, you're off the show. So I could make that out. happen. All right, all right. But, yeah, thanks again for the opportunity. I appreciate it. appreciate you guys. I think this is going to be a good ride for all of us, so uh, let's enjoy the ride. Hell, yeah. You're ready for a little bit of light hazing? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maritime Knife Supply. Yeah, go man. Maritime Knife Supply is your go-to one-stop shop for all your knife making needs if you have never heard of knife uh, maritime knife supply or lawrence lake you you guys are like you guys are lost you, you need to catch up you need to go check out maritime knife supply.com and see what he has to offer for all your needs like i mentioned anything from knife steel handle material kydex uh even equipment you know you could get grinders from him he's got everybody out there that you could imagine as a as a product you would need he has it so check out maritime knife supply lawrence uh, should be able to help you out if you need something and it's not there as well you just hit him up he'll figure it out for you and uh the shipping as well yes he's in canada but he does ship to the states and i've heard it was actually pretty quick i've actually heard some people getting their stuff quicker than i have up here so check that out shots and- fired but yeah go check out maritime knife supply and i'm gonna stop that right there that's my maritime maritime knife supply.com dot com yeah man all right ca not not dot org not dot net dot com or just look him up on only fans yes he's there too he he likes to show his tongs <laughs> Fantastic! Hey, you, actually, you did a great job with that ad read. I mean, <clears throat> come on, I stumbled, man! That's stumbled the bit, but um, I'm not the best at that thing, yeah. dude. I, I always hated things like that, like at school when they'd have you go up front and give a presentation or whatever. It's like, dude, don't make me do this. I think the the uh, the way to make it happen is to just tell you you have to do it, and then not tell you when. But yeah. just like tell you to do it so that way you're not like psyching yourself up before the I'm glad it's done and over with though, to be hey, honest. You did a great job. <laughs> Fantastic work. And also I want to shout out Coy Baker at Baker Forge and Tool. Um the so I don't know if you're following along with their new shop build. Dude. But oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> they so, got holes in the ground already. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, Coy is like he's not messing no around. No joke, yeah. And so when they were, when you guys were down, Pickle and Brian were here, and Coy was here spending some time with me in Florida for the Foundry Project after Blade Show. Coy pulled me aside and told me about this project because they had already started the kind of working out the contracts to build that building and everything, and or to buy that building it was already built. And we discussed it, and I'm like, man, it's it sounds like you got to go for it, and. Now he's trying to lure me. He's like, we got a lot of room in that building. You might want to think about coming to North Carolina. <clears throat> and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm stuck here for another five years or whatever. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my allergies this morning. But anyway, if you want the best, and I mean the best, Damascus steel in the market, 
Make sure you check out BakerForge.com. There are all kinds of different varieties of steel that you can buy, turn into a knife, and sell it for 10x profit, guaranteed. You can do this. Make sure you go to BakerForge.com, support Koi and his workshop warlocks hanging out, making this beautiful steel. Go to BakerForge.com and use WFI10 as your promo code, and you can get 10% off unlimited times. So make sure you do that, and it supports our show. And we also get this. I'm just going to I'm going to pull open my Instagram real quick because I think I was having a conversation. Okay, here we go. So, I was talking with Travis Haynes of Bird Forge, mm. who is also the creator of Pelican Paste. Best damn the paste, paste out there. The wax. Paste and I have a, I have a bin of it myself. I use it. And they want to sign up as a sponsor of WFI. Yeah. No way. Cool. So nice. uh, he says, sign me up. Let me know. So, Travis, this is your first ad read. You're listening to it live. We're accepting your offer. And go check out Pelican Paste, Bird Forge. Um, this is going to be a terrible read because I don't really know where to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know he has an Instagram. It has like an it. Instagram. Let me, yes. let me step in. <clears throat> Let me step in. So Pelican Paste on Instagram, you can go check them out there. There's also PelicanPaste.com. So this stuff, it's it's I have used other waxes and different pastes in the in the past. Just go through my stuff. I've I've shouted out a couple different ones in the past. I'm telling you right now, Pelican Paste is better than all of them. You get more for your dollar. And it also, you know, you you check out some of the other ones and they just kind of I mean, they smell like wax. This stuff. It's from Florida. Of course, it's got that citrus scent. Go check it out. I really like it. I use it on every knife. Um, they actually just sent me a giant poster or banner to put in my shop. I really love that. But yeah, Travis Haynes is really killing it with Pelican Paste. Go check it out. PelicanPaste.com. Pelican Paste on Instagram. Use, you know, B-Cone for free shipping <laughs> if you want to go do that. I don't know. Is he, is he going to do a W5 I don't know. Thing? We haven't worked out any deals on it yet, but I just wanted to... And, you know, give them a, a free run this time so that people know that we support uh, Travis. And we've been friends for a long time. Travis is a great guy to work with anyway. So it's it's a oh, no yeah. brainer for a sponsorship. But um, the I think that what I love about Pelican Paste is that it's different from the other paste or wax type products for knives because mm -hmm. it's a harder wax. Like you have yes. to melt it in your hand a little bit to get it to apply to whatever you're doing, which means it hardens on the blades. So like years ago, uh, Dennis Terrell gave me this tip. He's like, use Carnuba car wax, you know, and like buff your stuff up. And I've been doing that, but Carnuba wears off. It's thin and it, you know, yep. if it gets warm, it just falls off. This stuff is not that way. So like you can imagine if you put it on kind of thick, it, it on your handle material, everything you buff it to a shine, and it it basically just gets in down into all the little cracks and crevices, and it lives there, and that's the difference. So you because you see all these guys selling these knife related products that are similar to this, this is that, but it's in my opinion much better. It's just a different formula that he's come up with. So and it you can hardens. also get it hardens right. It's yep. it's like a shell, yeah. and you can get your logo put on the tins. So if you wanted to start, mm -hmm. you know, distributing for him or have your own version of Pelican Paste in your shop, you can do that too. And he he's he's just a 
Travis is just one of those guys that's pushing for it, working for it every week. I see him out there. He's doing all kinds of things. He's taking risks with his business. Go support Travis and Pelican Pace. Go to pelicanpace.com and welcome to the sponsorship. Look at all these new changes we got to the to the WFI I know, podcast. Right? This is great. Before before we move on, do you want to hear my recipe for using Pelican Pace? Absolutely. So what I do is I use a paper towel to kind of, you know, work it up, lather it up, and then wipe it on. Use a heat gun on low, just from a little bit ways away, that kind of melt, I, you know, I wipe, I wipe it on with a paper towel, then I use a heat gun to kind of melt it into, you know, if it's a wood, that kind of helps it soak in a little bit, and then let it harden, go over to the, go polish it up, oh my god, it's fantastic. And it it really start. it gives it that, like you said, it kind of gives it a nice, you know, hard shell that is, it's not like waxy. It's not going to feel like this gross texture. Like a lot of the other stuff does. It's go check it out guys. I think you're really going to now. A lot of people don't know this, but the wax component of Pelican paste is that comes from pickles ears. He scrapes it out (laughs) and puts it in a bin and mails it to Travis. It's a special. Is that where the citrus? I think that's is that where the citrus there's a slight yeah. uh, like pickle smell to it, citrusy pickle <laughs> smell? Then you uh, know you got some of of uh, Nick's special wax. wax. Yeah. yeah, I like to put my Pelican paste <laughs> in my pocket, the little tins, and it mm. warms up in your pocket as you're working, and then you can pull it out, and it's like almost ready to use. But the heat gun thing does work. Like yeah. if in, in a pinch, if you need it like liquidy on the top, you just can dip your finger in it, grab it, set it on your workbench, blast it with a a, a a heat gun and you can then use it that way and it works great. So a completely different product than what these other guys are selling. So hundred yeah, percent behind it. I've, I've tried a few different products out there and it's definitely different from everything else that I've used uh, to whereas the others are all similar to each other. Yep. You know what I'm saying? His is definitely Agreed. different. And uh, I've got some here. I got a couple small tins yet sent me, uh, you know, and I got, I, I always use different, like I never use the same recipe for some reason when it comes down to that. You know, there's days where I feel like putting mineral oil. That's what I use. Yeah, we use you know, a lot of mineral oil. Sure. Yep. Uh, all my G10s and Micartas, uh, that I use WD-40. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Really? WD-40. Ah. We use uh, straight-up mineral oil for yep. um, any Micarta, Rich Light, paper micartas they yeah. it soaks it up and ends up like even getting a little bit under the blade if you use bolts like we do yeah. um but mm. uh yeah no so i haven't it, thought about the wd-40 thing well what the wd-40 does as well too is you know like say what brighter color g10s like orange uh, green or white even or even like a wait yeah, green green you nah, use green pickle? Nah, I Come know on. what you're talking about <laughs> but uh yeah like say those colors uh, brighter colors and even like a a ivory linen micarta even uh, wd-40 helps you know take like say it gets dirty you take a 2000 grit sandpaper to it with a little bit of wd-40 it cleans everything right up too yeah that was a uh, really hot tip you gave me yeah. a couple months ago especially when working with the carbon fiber for scales and you're using uh-huh. g10 for liners uh you want to clean up those liners real quick just a little bit of wd-40 and also when you're hand sanding that carbon fiber or anything else that wd-40 helps keep that nasty dust down there oh yeah right there on is. all right so before we move on pickle why don't you give me your week i'll tell you my week after that and then brian 
you've got to tell us all about this trip you're sure. about to all right. on. So, so when we're up. talking about week, are we talking from Wednesday to Wednesday? Or are we you talking can, from Monday whatever to Whatever you got going on. <laughs> whatever you want. I got dude. a lot going on right now. Look at look at this newbie. Doesn't know how I know, to do I don't that. Know, don't know how to podcast. But, uh, yeah, no, um, it's been a really, really busy week. Uh, I've been trying to ca- play catch up pretty much. I came back from Nova Scotia. I was gone for five days. I came back. I was laid out for three. So that's like a total of eight days not working, which uh, shows. So I've been busting ass for the past three days, just forging billets and all kinds of wild sand my billets that are going to be coming up. So, yeah. I've seen you uh, working with the Apollo Forge. If you don't know, uh, I sent Nick the one of the first prototypes like it was prototype number two or something like that that uh, before we even went into production with the there Apollo. There was yours and then there was mine. Yes. And yeah, your, you were um, you said that you ran the forge almost all day yesterday and it yeah. held up. Oh yeah, it definitely held up really really good. No issues at all whatsoever. No, not even worried about it not working good. Like it's how, just that good. How is the interior holding up? Like the soft fire brick. It's so far so good. The only like uh, noticeable damage that I see on the brick is on the edges of the doors where, you you know, you're hitting your tongs or whatever going in yeah. or, you know, the, the where the bottom of the floor is where the, the wall bricks meet up front right there. You know, a little bit of wear there, but that's from being hit and rubbed on my way in and out. That sounds dirty. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're, we're actually working on a new door system that went yes, into production to yeah. so the goal of the apollo was always to keep it weld free so if you didn't have a welder you didn't have to weld anything and when you buy it it still is weld free but you can get this conversion kit that if you do have a welder you can weld these tabs on and it'll it creates a hinge essentially and i think that'll mm. solve some of that issue because you'll feel like you'll have more room to get yeah the you know whatever it is you're working on in and out um it, it the literally the door covers up three quarters of an inch of the opening and that's mm-hmm. it but a lot of guys are saying they don't like it because when they run the propane extra rich like if they're trying to forge weld something they're running really rich and they're it, which is causing um, a lot of dragon's breath to come out of the forge and some guys don't want to run mm-hmm. flux so they're you know they run the the really really super rich and if you're one of these guys hear me out for a second i forge weld in so does pickle forge weld with you don't use flux right you're nope. like a kerosene, kerosene guy yep. yeah okay me too so uh, we will forge weld in the apollo with kerosene only running at the right way which is no dragon's breath coming out from anywhere except for under the door if you're running it and you've got dragon's breath heating up the top of the door and the rail is sagging, you have the propane set way too high. This is counterintuitive because every other forge you've ever used doesn't have this level of insulation so that you have to blast the living shit out of that propane to get an, a, a rich environment exactly. of propane. You don't need to do that with the Apollo. Let me say that again. You do not need to do that with the Apollo because I got a couple of angry emails from guys going, my doors are sagging. They're falling. And I'm like, yeah, you're running it too rich. No, they're running. So every single time I get this, they're they're sending me video. And no joke, dude, they've got 20 inches of 
fire breath coming oh. out of the front of the forge. Now, if I remember correctly, wasn't there the one dude that just hooked it straight up to his house propane yes. line? Or was it something else? Natural gas, maybe? No, he hooked maybe? it right up to his house propane line <laughs> with not no needle valve. He had no needle valve and no regulator and essentially turned it into a bomb. And he's like, there's just propane dumping all. I'm like, take a picture of your setup. I'm like, where's your needle valve? Oh, I didn't buy one. Where's your regulator? I don't have one. Did you even look at the instructions at all? Like, no joke. And if you listen to this podcast, bro, I'm sorry. I got to beat you up a little. But, geez, man. Like, like Back fuck. You're, you're dealing with propane here. Like, No, that's this, a dangerous game. Yeah. So, so what yeah. we've been telling everybody is look at pickle cutters and how he's using it. Like, just watch some of yeah. his – he's forge welding in there, stacked billets, using kerosene only, no flux, and it's just humming away. It's just Hear this, Brian. Humming. Yesterday morning, I st- I did one billet. I got that welded, and then I threw a stack in there of 25 layers. And when I threw that stack in there, I had no more control over my pressure whatsoever. I was running the last pounds of propane in that 100-pound tank. I had a 3-inch frost line at the bottom of the tank, okay? Ooh. That thing was whispering. I got those mm-hmm. welds set and that billet drawn out on that yep. little bit of propane left with barely, yep. like I said, it was wow. whispering. The forge was glowing yellow, but it was efficient enough to get that forge weld done. Yeah, I was. That was. That was ballsy ahead, of me to fucking yeah, it was, it was. definitely ballsy, uh, but it worked and it was successful and I ran that tank dry. The thing that was. When I went down to Jeremy Volleyball's shop and used it, that is what really impressed me was just how low you could get those flames and still get it to that crazy. I mean, we were just heat treating, so we didn't need to get it up to forge welding, yeah. you know, temps. But I mean, just to get it up to that heat treating temps, I mean, you barely have that thing yeah. cracked open. It's yeah, it's you're running amazing. at two pieces. The ins- and then also the fact that we had it running for like an hour and you could still put your hands. I mean, it was getting a little bit toasty, like at like maybe the top was at, you know, 150 sure. degrees. But what other forge are you going to be able to get running for that long and still be that insulated, like where you can almost touch yeah, the top? Yeah, 2 PSI. You know, it, it, when, yeah. I, when I built that thing the first time, it was because I had used ceramic kilns. Like I did a conversion of a yeah. ceramic kiln. And if you look at a ceramic kiln, it's the exact same design, which is just soft fire brick wrapped in a thin sheet of steel. Yep. And you can, yeah. you don't want to put your hand on the outside of a kiln if it's running at 2000 degrees. But if you added say a quarter inch plate to the outside, it's still going to get hot. It's going to get like 200 to two, like sometimes like if I'm forge welding, it'll get to like almost 300, like 275. But yeah. So in comparison to say like a devil's forge or like a Mr. Volcano, <laughs> those things are getting seven, 800 degrees, which means oh, the yeah. outside of that forge is radiating heat into your shop. And also you're just losing all that energy, all that money you put into yeah. that propane tank is just burning off into your shop. That's one thing I noticed yep. about the Apollo forge is that it's, it, it doesn't radiate as much heat. Yep. And you're not blowing out the front of that forge as much as you are, say, a Devil's Forge or anything else that you, yeah. like Venturi Burner. Like, it's just, it's not the same. It's not the same beast at all. Yeah. Like, I, I 
totally changed my game. The only issue I have with the forge, Brian, is uh, you brought it up earlier. Well, it's not the same issue, but you brought up the point as uh, the door. Um, the clearance at the bottom of the door, it would be nice if there would be a little bit more clearance underneath there so you could okay. actually pull work in and out without having to open that door. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because sometimes my billets, you know, get longer. And uh, like, say, if I'm uh, doing a billet, then I'm going to be restacking. Well, I've pressed that billet down to half an inch. Well, I can't slide that billet in and out through underneath that door with my stick at the end and all that yeah. jazz. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's even less space if you actually did put the 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 wool underneath the brick and all that around. If you insulated it right. with the wool, so you lose that quarter inch there too. Yeah, you're right. I, I mm. think what we may do in the next year is create a series of doors now that we have this hinging system that we, yeah. we really like that if somebody yeah. wanted to they could have like say a half door or just a like a uh, something that would hold like a fire brick in place or something yep. along those lines because the biggest problem hands down the design design of these things is how do you close the hole you know how do you keep that hole mm. closed you know, and and I I love the design we came. That's a personal part. <laughs> I we I love the design <laughs> that we came up with because it allows you to pour castellite, which is a three thousand Fahrenheit rated, you know, casting uh, media. So that doesn't break down, and I um, love that about it. It's, it's just how do you fine. do? Yeah, how do you do it efficiently? Like where you know how do you mm. do it to like to accommodate the most people? Because like you, you want like a little opening at the bottom. And then other guys wish they could close it off completely. They're like, "Oh, I really wish yeah. I could just shut it down." And I'm like, "Well, you know, it maybe the maybe the the uh, right approach to this is like a little mouse hole or something at the bottom of the door that you know that kind of meets the width of it or something because." I don't want to like raise the height of the opening too much because then when you're using it not in that capacity, you got too much of an opening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now. Hear me out, and maybe this is stupid, but could you do like a split door? We did where that. basically you could you can take. We did oh, that. So you you can have like a inch on the bottom where you just be, are able to take just the bottom. So inch out. the problem with the what we call saloon style doors is yeah, the yeah. the way we pour them. You know, there's like a folded metal door, so you've got four sides, and now you have eight. And the what was happening is the 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 between the saloon doors right in the center, there's two pieces of steel there. They're getting red hot and they're warping and they're pulling away from the castellite. We sort of solve that by putting those tabs down in there, but it, it eventually those just because they're the nature of that is they're sitting right in. They get red hot. Every time you use the forge, they degrade like so quickly. Mm. As long as people yeah. knew that that was going to happen, I don't think it would be a problem, but you would have to probably replace those doors much quicker than you would. Like, if you look at, at Nick's doors on his forge, he uses that forge all the time. That's, like, one of my prototype door sets. That didn't even have the full tabs. Like, it just had, like, a handful of tabs, I think. And it works for me. Mm -hmm. like it's it, still it does, working. It still yeah, sits, and, it and it's not warping. And... Nope. Yep. So, anyway, we've sold. Now we've right. got, like, 300 of those out in the wild living. And I finally feel comfortable fully promoting the design because so many people have used it in so many different capacities. 
I kind of held back on it and just didn't really push it because I just wanted to see, okay, what's, what's the feedback from the community. And other than the handful of guys who are running them super rich and warping their doors, uh, it's all been insanely positive feedback. So I think we're going to keep pushing. Yeah, man. So Brian, what have you been up to in your shop this week? It has been, I don't want to say it's been a down week, but it's been kind of a, I wouldn't say great. Are you COVID free now? You feeling better? No, I'm, I'm COVID free. It's not me. So we had, let's see, Emily's family pet passed away. Emily's one of Emily's grandma's passed away. We're going to her funeral this weekend. Uh, My dad had health scares and was in the hospital for a couple days. So, you know, there's just been like, you know, not like, I guess the big thing is like when it rains, it pours. All the shit happened all at the same time. And then, of course, I've got all that worry and all that anxiousness going on. First time feeling like, holy shit, my dad's a mortal man. Um, That feeling hits way harder harder than I thought it was going to be. And then, yeah, it's a slap in the face for sure. And then um, I stupidly... And totally 100% my fault. I thought the Samurai Challenge was supposed to be done in the middle of November. Oh. It's actually due at the end of next week. And Kyle left just now today to go to Pennsylvania for the rest of the week. So I had this past weekend to whip out a project for it. And, you know, I was planning a much bigger thing. I ended up finishing what I had in about five hours. So, Wait a minute. You, you made a um, samurai sword in five hours? Five working hours. So, I mean, it was split over two days. Basically, Fortune Fire style. Wow. But Getting it done. Yeah. So, yeah. And also, you know, you're filming, so things go way slower than it would if I were just to. Like, if, if I was on Fortune Fire, you're not worried about, like, doing all the little... Yeah you know, things you do for, you know, videography or stopping and talking or doing, you know, it's just all of the little extra headache when you're filming things. Luckily I had Kyle. So, I mean, things went a lot smoother than it would have been if it was just me and a tripod, but you know what? At the end of the day, we got it all done. Kyle's off on his trip. When he comes back, we'll have a couple weekend nights to, or weeknights to have it edited, do the polishing touches and, Next Friday, holy shit, here it is. <laughs> it's going to be wild. And then also on top of all that, you know, so that that took over kind of the the end of last week and the beginning of this week and then also all of the family shit that happened. So it's been it's been a little bit rough on my end the last week and a lot of, you know, in my head over the family stuff. So you haven't been seeing a whole lot of me on Instagram and that's kind of why. Is your dad okay? Is he doing better? Oh, yeah, he's totally fine. Okay, totally fine. See, that's the thing with makers, too, is we have a lot of time to be in our heads. You know, yeah. like, it's not uh, it's not always the nicest place to be sometimes, you know? And uh, sometimes it's just best to, I find when I'm having a day like that, I just step away from the socials. You won't see me as much. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm busy yeah. taking care of myself right now, so you won't be seeing much of me. Yep. Yeah. It happens. And sometimes you just, you know, there's shit happens in life and there's going to be down weeks, but it's the rules of thirds. You know, there's a third of your days are going to be fucking fantastic. You're going to love every bit of it. And it's going to be a great day. A third of your weeks are okay. Or a third of your days are okay. That's, 
you know, you got everything done you wanted and, you know, everything went okay. A third of your weeks are going to be shitty. And, of course, you want to you wanna shrink that third, but, you know, when that happens, it's okay. Yep. No, you got to... You got to learn how to deal with situations like that. And some are going to be harder, obviously, yeah. but you know, there, there are ways of getting through things and we all have our own little ways. You know, I, I tend to just separate from everybody else when I'm dealing with shit, you know, and I keep to myself yeah. and I don't really talk out and I don't reach out and I've done that shit once in my life. And yeah. it was recently actually, you know, I'll be honest. And it's, you know, it's, it felt good to do it actually. And not have the yeah. the outlash that I was expecting from it, you know, from past experiences. So, sure. yeah, it's but, important, I right. think, to take care of yourself. Somebody, I think it was Gene Click, posted to Facebook, like, you know, is it important to have like passion outside yeah. of work? And you know, as an adult, as an adult, and I, you know, I I wrote in and said, you know, the way I look at my life is forty percent is work, forty percent is family, and the other twenty percent is self care. And the reason behind that is the 20% is that if it's just like on an airplane, if you don't put your mask on first and you're okay, how can you help others? Yeah. And you know, the, the point of being a lot of us as men or heads of household or are seen as leaders, that's our culture. The, 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 you know, we've kind of gotten away with uh, gotten away from that so much as the gender roles are changing which is fine, but a lot of families are still very traditional and see the man as the head of household and as the leader of the mm. family, and it's a lot of pressure. You're asked to go to work, make money. You're asked to make the hard decisions when it comes to family. You're the guy that's fixing everything. You're the guy that's the, the go-to. You are the guy. Everybody comes to you, and there's a period of your life where it feels like, you know, who do I go to? You know, like, where do I yeah. go and and how do I get this figured out? And there's no answer for that. That's why we see a lot of male suicides. There's if you look at the mm. if, if you look at the ratio of male to female suicide, it's heavily in the favor of men. And that's because there's a lot of pressure put on us, you know, heavy is the crown. And so if you <laughs> want to if you ever need a minute to just get out of your own head or sort some things out, definitely take the time to do it. Do not put it off. It is one of those things. And yeah. like a few episodes back, I gave my recipe for taking care of yourself. Um, go back and listen to that episode because you, you really need to understand that it's super important to take care of yourself. The other 80% family and work. You know what? You're not going to have a lot of time for your hobbies and things like you know a lot of these guys are like well i just want to do this make knives as a hobby or whatever i'm not talking to you i'm talking to the guys who are legit side hustling they want to get ahead they want to push and they want to do better with themselves and they don't you, you don't want to do your nine to five gig that is a rough fucking road you're gonna have a tough time getting there but it is not impossible like yep. i said at the beginning of this episode you can do it it is actually quite easy in the united states and canada you can do these things you can make a living doing this you yep. have opportunities that other countries don't give you the other part of that though is the self care portion and you have to take care yep. of yourself and you really and it's no different. you're not it's, superman and it's different for everybody else too you know like like in my situation i'm a single 43 year old with no kids you know what i'm saying so yeah. i'm i'm 
probably never going to be put in a situation like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got my, my family that, that I care for and they're close, you know, my, my parents and my brothers and all that, but I'm really close with them, but I don't have that family that, you know, looks up to me to provide at the end of the week, you know, and at the end of the month to make sure everybody's got a place. And so like, I don't have that struggle. So sometimes I have people reach out to me. It's like, yeah, I'm looking into going full time and this and that. And they're asking me for tips or whatever and how I do it. And it's like, I can't give that perfect answer because it's different for everybody. Like my answer to that is spend hundreds of hours per week, every week in your shop and do nothing else, but make knives, become better at it and push your product, sell it, make it and sell it, you know, but not everybody could do that. Yep. Right. Not everyone could do it. They have other life priorities to take care of before even thinking about doing that. And like a lot of people have that fear of quitting their nine to five job to become full time at something else, you know, or for their, for themselves. And I could get that. I uh, totally understand it. Was it scary for me? Yeah. But I'm also, like I said, in a situation where I can't relate to anyone else that has a family that they want to do this with, you know? We've established yeah. that Nick yeah. is a 43-year-old boy living the dream <laughs> at Neverland Ranch. <clears throat> he has, <I'm>, like, <laughs> he's I wouldn't go that out. far, but. <laughs> <laughs> is there a guy that wants to, like, hang out with you a lot? Like, is it really kind of weird? You're, like, he wants you to travel with him from time to time. Uh, Okay. All right. None of that. What um, all I have to say is that ever since I started this and I could allow myself to do this and spend as many hours as I want in the shop, uh, doing what I love, I don't know as much as snowboarding. Pretty much, uh, I consider myself to be retired now. <laughs> I love it, yeah. man. That's great. Yeah, like I retired. It I was is. 39 years old the day that I lost my job due to COVID, and uh, I started this year is the day I retired. You're the hardest working retired yes. guy I've ever met, though. So that's that's the thing. You're you're, <laughs> well, you're pumping hey, out great work. They always say, if, you know, when you're used to working, the day you stop is the day you're gonna croak, right? Hands down, man. Yeah. So don't stop. I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Like that. That's my father's a good example of that. Like he still doesn't want to stop as much as he has a hard time pulling his <laughs> weight around. He's still a machine. You know, he's going on seventy. See, and that's... he's pushing hard still. See, that's a thing that, especially with my dad's health scares, like I've never known the man to ever miss any sort of work or even go to a doctor. Exactly. Yeah. So to see him laid up and like he's he's kind of going back to work, but only when he's okay. Mm-hmm. I've it was it's so bizarre. To see I know him, it's definitely know? weird. It's like my my old man's got a cold or something right now too, and it's like he's not working right now. And like, I can't recall my father taking many sick days unless it was to like, take my mother yeah. to a fucking appointment down in Moncton on a four hour drive, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, I, it's not something that I'm used to seeing. You know, my father's got the suck it, suck it up buttercup mentality. You right. Know, he worked in those yeah. 30 below zeros with barely anything. He's, he's a logger. You can't get harder than a logger. Right. <laughs> That's what Emily's dad was yeah. for a long time was a logger. I, I, get it you know badasses yep. oh yeah and they didn't through. have all those fancy machines back then all they had was a yep. fucking skitter and chainsaws they didn't have no multi-processing yep. machines that they sit there and use right. their fingers to push levers around you know there's none <laughs> of that all right let's changing up switching gears we haven't used switching gears in a long time here it is switching gears brian house you're about to go on this crazy trip what the hell's going on in New York? well we're going to maker camp so this is um 
Jealous. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm I'm really looking forward to. So a lot of the guys that I look up to who I've never met before are going to be there. Uh, I'm going to get a chance. Name some names. Um, Mareko Mamasi. I'm going to get a chance to hang out with him and forge with him. Uh, Keith Drennan from the Working Hands podcast is going to be there. Um, Jeff Fader from Knife Talk. Um, uh, I, reading the uh, classes, what I loved about reading all the different um, things that are scheduled to go on there, a lot of the names I didn't recognize, which I'm excited about because I, I'm going to get exposed to a lot of people that I've never met before, and I can't wait. Of course, Jimmy Durest is going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it, uh, Chris Zepp from uh, Make Everything Shop is going to be there. Like, Chris and I talk a lot. So, it, it, and again, like all these guys I've never met in person. So that's why I'm really excited to go there and meet them. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I really cannot wait. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of travel, like the actual act of getting on an airplane and traveling. I'm not a huge fan of that. I love being at home. I love being at work. You know, those are my things. I'm a, I'm a homebody. Uh, but this, I am itching. Like, I cannot wait to get on that airplane tomorrow and go fly. And just, Jealous. oh, man, I <laughs> want to get there and land and set up because we brought, okay, so we brought four Apollo forges that are complete and built, and those will be in the blacksmithing tent, and everybody will get a chance to use those. They will stay there. I got a lot of people asking if they could buy one on the way out. The built ones are living at Blackthorn. Okay, I've gifted those to uh, Austin. and the But I did bring five kits. So if you want to take one with you, you will have uh, the ability to buy one. However, three of the five are already sold. So you, <laughs> you're going to – Yeah, so you're going to end up – there's two left, and they'll probably be, be gone the first day. So if you want to get one, just let me know. Um, and it, bringing those five kits and putting them in that crate – funded the project of me getting there and like renting the car it was ex- crazy expensive to go to maker camp like not the camp itself just the travel portion was just flying yeah. into albany it's just a smaller airport so it's more expensive everything was more expensive um if you're in the new england or northeast area to, to drive there is not a big deal you go there and to do the camp i think for the whole weekend is 250 bucks so it's like a no-brainer it's cheaper than Blade Show. It's just that I have to fly, so yeah. it's a, and rent a car. Now, all that. now next year it's going to be right before I get married. So I mean, bachelor party. Yeah, bachelor party at Maker <laughs> Camp. That would be That's pretty fun, cool. Dude. That would be really great. Yeah, I love that idea. So anyway, if you're going to Maker Camp, please come find me. Please say hi, and also let's take a photo together. I know a lot of people who listen to this work, uh, the Work for it podcast, are going to be there. So I'm really excited about that. Let's hang out. Let's sit around a fire. Um, and and do our thing, but um, also I'm excited about uh, like Grant Alexander is going to be there. You guys oh, know nice. Grant, yep, um, yeah, from yeah. the Clamp Cast. Awesome guy, can't wait to meet him. Austin Saunders from High Caliber Craftsman actually nice. had could not be there this year. He oh. was going to go, mm. something happened, and he couldn't get there. So that's a disappointment, unfortunately. But um, I I can't even wait. Like I'm just I'm I'm vibrating with so much great energy. I'm just I just cannot wait to hang out with everybody. Somebody so. else is going to be there too. You didn't mention who? It's trusty psychic. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, I don't think I was supposed to tell anybody that, but you know, it's this weekend. <laughs> they'll be whatever. I think it was it, a secret. <laughs> come on, man. Was it? I don't know. We're gonna have. I to might have to. Be- I'll have to bleep it out. Now you'll yeah, have bleep to bleep it out. I don't know to- if it was a secret or not. I'm sorry, guys. No, but, that's uh- okay. I'll bleep it out, and what'll be funny <laughs> is that everybody will go. 
wait, who? Who? Who's going to be there? <laughs> yeah, You're not supposed to funny. say anything. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't yeah, know because I didn't directly speak to him at all. I spoke to his, like I said, his trusty psychic. So, oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Yeah, and he's the one that told me, and he didn't make it like apparent to where I shouldn't tell anyone, so I figured I was safe, but oh, maybe okay. not. Wow. That's okay. Uh, I'll bleep it out. It'll be yeah, funny. Yeah, bleep it out. It'll be funny, yeah. yeah. And in the after show, you will hear who we're talking <laughs> about. Actually, yes. Let's do that. Let's let's. Get, and by the way, Pickle is great because when you guys did the show last week and I lost my internet connection, all these guys were writing to him going, hey, how do you do your sales? Blah, blah, blah. And Pickle, no joke, got three new patrons to sign up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. hey, if you want to know this stuff, you're going to have to sign up for the Patreon. So, yeah, because uh, there's not only yeah. that information there, you know, there's all this other good information there. Like, I signed yeah. up for it, and I just renewed, too. Like, I just got my renewal notifications the other day, this week. And, uh, I, like, I signed up because I was missing out on good info. Yeah, well, it's well, Pickle, $10.80 Here's a year. the rest of the come hazing. On. It's cheap. Ah, uh, come on. Pickle, give us give us the pitch for Patreon. Let's, let's let the people know. If you want all that good stuff, all the juicy pickle juice... And more. <laughs> Sign up for Patreon, guys. Like, seriously, like, that information is there. Like, that extra 30 minutes at the end of this show is not only entertaining, but it is also very educative. So, like, if you got something that catches your interest on the show and it's going to be brought up in the after show, don't don't skip it. Sign up, get in on it, and help support the show. It's like everybody else. There's over 100 <laughs> of yous out there right now, right? Get it done. Yeah, we have, uh, I think it's close to 150 uh, signed oh, up. Oh, shit, it. right? Yeah. I was like 99 or 100, one or another. Like, I waited. I wanted to be that 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I and mean, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. I I, uh, I wanted to shift gears real quick. Brian, grab your trombone because I'm going to do a quick dad joke and then we have a question for the after show and we're going to answer that. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. I don't know if you guys know this, but I went to jail a while ago and um, when I got out of jail, I wanted to marry my English teacher. <laughs> All right. But if, apparently you can't end a sentence with a proposition. That is from our Australian friend, Mr. Tim, Timbo, as he goes by, Timbo Fisher. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate nice. that. And Thanks. by the way, that, so just so you know how incestual this all is, that dad joke came through an email that was from one of our, from like a sale on our website. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like he put it in the notes right. section. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Nice. Kind of like how I go to the website and send you guys random messages here and there. Exactly. I'll get like, <laughs> I'll get just this like, cause we have this inbox thing and it pops up if you chat with us on the website and then it'll be just like hey this is pickle by the way blah 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 and it goes to everybody's phone in the you know that works <laughs> here so it's pretty great uh, all right so well, great shifting gears real quick into patreon thank you so much if you're a patron and you have signed up um i don't know like i said it's about 150 at this point um we have some new ones in fact why don't i just shout out the new ones real quick since i'm in here blah 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 all right, so we've got quite a few. Um, we've got Roger Hibbard. Thank you so much. Jonathan R. Corey yep. Friedling. Those two were mine. Yep. John, <laughs> and Jonathan Neely was yours, too. So those yep. are the three. 
And then uh, a, th- a fourth one last week, which is Ben Cuts Knife Works. Ben nice. Cuts. Uh, thank you so much for your patronage and for as little as $10.80 a year. Literally, it's a lunch out. You can support the work we do, get the after show. You can message us through the messages section of Patreon. You go there and you send us a question, just like uh, this question that I got from Alexander Sloat of Devlin Forge, who Alexander stayed with us last year at our house in Atlanta. Uh, he says, I have a question about outgrowing customers. I have a customer that has been with me since I started my knife-making journey. He is a leather maker and reached out to me to make some neck knives for him to sell at Ren Fairs around the Orlando mm. area. He wants small and cheap and has made it very clear he does not care what the knife looks like. It's all about the leather work. As long as I can keep them around $15 a piece... And he is consistently changing his mind on what he wants. But as my skills grow, I don't want to put out subpar knives just to make a quick buck. So question, do I keep making little crappy knives for him or do I make the best knife I can and sell it to him for what it's worth? Or do I cut him loose as an ongoing customer altogether? This is a great, great, great conundrum. I have an answer. I have an answer too. I'm sure this is going to be valuable. You got to switch over to the after show to get the data. I appreciate you guys. I'll see you at Maker Camp. On to the after show. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. I I looped out of it. I, I had to restart <laughs> it. <laughs> it's all good. I, a little too early. All right. See all you right. guys.